Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, my name is Bex and welcome to Getting Emotional. Every week I'll be discovering a brand new emotion. Or rather, I'll tell you about an emotion you may well have felt, but had no idea there was a name for. This week, it's Sisu. Here in Britain, we have a stiff upper lip. In Japan, they have Gunbaru. And in Finland, they have Zisu. And it's everywhere. Uh, by that, I don't just mean, oh, it's something in the air. I mean, literally, it's everywhere. There are trucks named after it. There are sweets called it. Over 2,000 men have it as their first name. I mean, imagine a 10-year-old kid in the UK being called Stiff Upper Lip Smith. Ridiculous. It sounds like a Dickens character. But Zisu kind of works. I think it's because the Finns wear it well. Finnish mountaineer Veika Gustafsson became a poster boy for Sisu when he was the first Finn to climb Everest. He later climbed peaks in Antarctica and named one of them Mount Sisu. Mika Hakkinen, off of motor racing, attributed the bravest of his endeavours to Sisu. And Jorma Olala, CEO of Finnish company Nokia, attributed his success to it. Cards on the table and apologies to everybody in or from Finland. Uh, therein ends the list of Finnish pop culture references. That's as far as my knowledge goes to, I'm afraid. Sorry. Now, Sisu has been described as the Finn's favourite word and as the word that explains Finland. And I'm sure you're now wondering. Great, Bex, that's really cool, but what is it? Uh, excellent question, hypothetical listener. I suppose it's only fair that you hear the answer from somebody who actually does know what they're talking about. My name is Hilary Virtanen, and I'm the Assistant Professor of Finnish and Nordic Studies at Finlandia University in Hancock, Michigan, United States. So I have to say, when I found you, Hilary, I was absolutely delighted because you seem perfectly placed to discuss this emotion with me. Thanks. Yeah, um, it's something that I think about a lot and actually comes up a lot in my work and just in everyday life because I live in a Finnish ethnic community. And so it's something that, you know, I could look out the window right now and see cars driving by with Sisu bumper stickers. And tell me, is the Finnish community out where you are strong? Because I had no idea there was a Finnish community in America. Yeah, actually, I live in the community that has the highest rate of Finnish ethnicity outside of Finland. Our county is about 30% Finnish, according to our recent census. And the town that I'm from, actually, it has a Finnish name, Toivola, which means Village of Hope. Um, Toivola is about like 65 or 70% Finnish. So, you know, I mean, the immigrants moved here over 100 years ago. Um, they spoke Finnish into the third generation in the United States. And so, um, you know, because it's such a rural and remote and kind of enclosed community, we're able to maintain a lot of traditions. And so as a folklorist who studies this stuff, it's good to be back up here because my field community is here. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So um, for people who haven't heard about it, like I hadn't until quite recently, uh, can you describe the emotion to me? Yeah, I think um, when people start unpacking Sisu, they like to use a couple of basic words first. So if you just got a second, you would say... Um, it's guts, tenacity, um, persistence, um, grit is a kind of common word people use now. But if you talk about it more thoroughly, it's, it's this kind of condition that kicks in during difficult situations. And it allows a person to navigate the situation with what I would call tenacity, integrity and calm. So it's a really, um, would you say it's a positive emotion then? Because it's such a big thing to be able to say that you go through something and you, you're kind of calmly battling through. Is it seen as a positive thing? 
Sisu is definitely a positive emotion. It's something that among Finns, it's considered this very valuable condition to have. And it's um, something that Finnish people, they recognize it in each other and themselves. And, you know, we we think that it's a very important thing to have when things are getting tough. Uh, so it is a really interesting concept. Do you think it is a big deal still in Finland or was it something that kind of came a little while ago that is not recognized as much anymore? Oh, it's still a big deal. It's what I would say it's one of the three words that Finns use among non-Finns. It's Finnish. So, you know, the Finns gave us the word sauna. They gave us the word um, for tundra, tuntari, and um, they give us the word sisu. So it's something that they talk about very commonly. It's considered very important. Although a lot of times um, examples that they'll give, the more notable examples are definitely from the past. So it's strength and perseverance, often going through a task that seems hopeless. It's grit and determination. It's belief that you can do it no matter what. Or, as Time magazine said in 1940, the Finns have something they call Sisu. It's a compound of bravado and bravery, of ferocity and tenacity, of the ability to keep fighting after most people would have quit, and to fight with the will to win. Anybody else starting to wish they were finished now? Because I think it sounds pretty awesome. Sisu has quite a fascinating historical background, actually. Because, to be honest, before I researched this, as you may have guessed, I didn't really know that much about Finland. I think I vaguely assumed Moomins were from there, that was kind of all I had, really. Uh, Sisu comes from the Finnish word sisus, which some say might mean inner, some say might mean guts or intestines, so I guess you could imagine that it would mean being gutsy. Dr. Hillary told me that written Finnish is a relatively new invention, so this word has mostly been passed down orally, and we can't be 100% sure what it's always meant through the ages. It may have once been interpreted as a negative emotion, representing stubbornness or being unwilling to ask for help. But as the Finnish gained independence, some people reckon they were looking for ways to understand their collective mood as a nation. What personality trait could positively define them? Well, Zisu seems like a pretty great one, right? And as Hillary points out, it's a mood that fits a lot of occasions, big and small. A lot of times when people talk about Sisu and they want to give a concrete example, they'll give the example of the Winter War, which was fought between Finland and the Soviet Union in 1939. Um, you might imagine that Finland in the 1930s didn't have very much of an army. <laughs> and, and of mm, course, yeah. the Soviet <laughs> and the Russian army was pretty big at that point, the Red Army. And so um, when, when Russia invaded Finland... Um, Finland had to kind of kick it up and get together and say, hey, how are we going to fight these guys off? And despite all the odds, they managed to hold off the Soviet army over a winter for about four months and prevent them from completely overtaking their country. And so um, and they did so with with very little resources. They wore white jumpsuits out in the snow and they made Molotov cocktails. They actually invented that term. Um, and so, you know, they were able to hold off the army. And despite the fact that what happened, they had to sue for peace. So they didn't technically win the war but they maintained their independence. And so that's, you know, one aspect of Sisu people talk about when they talk about extreme Sisu, but there's a lot of everyday sort of personal triumphs that happen through Sisu as well. It's really interesting. You've just reminded me, I think in Britain, um, we often, for better or worse, define ourselves as having blitz spirit. Yes. Um, so, you know, if, if it seems like, like a thing that's happened to your nation, like the blitz happened to us, and you, you it's that grin and bear it kind of attitude, isn't it? Yeah, I think, um, actually, I have a British colleague who bought me a keep calm and carry on cup. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I think that that's a good way to describe Sisu in a British context. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I'm off with stiff upper lip, but something like that might also work. 
Yeah, stiff upper lip as well. I've heard it referred to in, in that term. And you said it can also refer to you in kind of like personal connections. Have you felt it yourself? Absolutely. Um, so I should mention, I'm a professor of Finnish studies. And uh, one of the things I developed was a course for freshman students, first year students in the university who um, it's focused on the idea of Sisu. And so we have a lot of students who come from low income backgrounds, and I myself did as well. And so, um, you know, it's difficult to be prepared to be a college student under those circumstances. Mm. When I was a college student, too, I also had children, really young children. And so I determined, you know, despite coming from a poor background, that I would definitely not only graduate from university, but wind up with a Ph.D. and actually have this job. It's all kind of worked out for me. But, (laughs) you know, um, this idea of people, some people didn't believe that it would be possible. And a lot of times I didn't believe it would be possible either, just because the sheer amount of work and fundraising involved. But, you know, if you have a goal and you work toward it, the idea is that you're going to try as hard as you can to get there. And I mean, I might have had to stop at some point and do something else. But with Sisu, I would have the courage to be able to look at that situation and say, okay, I can't do this. I'm going to have to step aside and find something new to focus on and find a new part of my life to be. And so um, Sisu doesn't always result in people winning, just like with the Winter War, but it does result in having the outcome work as best as possible for you And then walking after you're done with that outcome, kind of in grace and dignity and doing the next thing you need to do. Wow. Was that something that you were very conscious of when you were kind of kind of going through all that? Were you like, I have I have to have this kind of I I can do this because of this emotion? I think so. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with my students, too. Like I've had students who have had difficulties during college. I mean, especially during covid I've had students who've had to leave classes to take care of sick family members, to leave to work because family incomes have been lost. And, you know, when that happens, I try to talk with them and say, you know, this is where your sisu kicks in. Like, don't let this freak you out because whatever happens after this, you're going to make it. You have to. And, you know, when, when you think of the resources that you have and humans that you can talk with and all the support that you can get, sisu is also both an individual and a group thing. So, you know, if you use your resources well, and interact with the people that you need to interact with, things will work out as best as they can in the end, because they have to. This strength and fortitude isn't just a thing for adults. Kids can feel it as well. Recently, I spoke to broadcaster Claire Balding about her brand new kids book. It's called Fall Off, Get Back On, Keep Going. And it's pretty much about going through Zisu. It's about helping kids to realise they can go through tough times, weather the storms ahead, and it offers some amazing advice as well about how to just keep going. So I explained the concept of Zisu to Claire and I asked her if she'd gone through any adversity as a kid herself and if that featured in her book. She gave me a fascinating and pretty candid reply. Yeah, I, I'm, I can think in, of so many instances, both as an adult and as a child, where I have been, um, where I felt really, uh, really vulnerable. And, and I mean, early on in, in my school life, when I was 10, and I first went to big school, I got suspended for shoplifting. And when I, and I got, and we were in different houses, you know, we put into houses and I actually got taken out of the house that I'd originally been put in and put into another one. And there are lots of reasons why it happened. And and I understand quite a lot more about peer pressure um, now than I did obviously then. But I can't tell you how small I felt when I went back to school after being suspended and the stigma and the shame around being a thief because that's what you know I'd been caught doing I'd been caught stealing Uh, it took me ages to build back from that sport Mm -hmm. helped me being in teams really helped me um but eventually 
I went, we, we all got sent on an outward bound course. And that's where I think really I was able to be, um, I could start again because my instructor there didn't know anything about our backstory. And, and, and I think that's really important for kids to understand. You will always get the chance to not be who you were when you made that mistake, yeah. that you can reinvent yourself, that you can become better version I mean that's a great phrase these days you know you'd be the best version of you but actually you've got to acknowledge the mistakes you make and eventually at school I became head of house and, and ultimately head girl which was quite a big deal for me and in a way a, a great triumph's the wrong word but it was a, a, a it kind of finished the story in such a positive way and I when I go back when I go into schools I always talk about that because there's no doubt my school doesn't talk about it. You know, they've got my name up there as head girl and all that. They don't say, and she was suspended, by the way, for shoplifting from the local shop and very <laughs> nearly expelled. But I think that's quite important to know that lots of people go through instances that just feel awful. It was like the worst thing. And it was with me until I was about 25. I felt real shame about that until I could understand what happened and how turning it round was actually much more important than what had happened in the beginning so there you have it even legend of sports and screens claire balding has struggled too by the way her book isn't just for kids it is perfect for adults as well after i read it i felt like really empowered and kind of wanted to print off every page of the book and just stick it around my house for encouragement like positivity wallpaper if that's a thing now i reckon zisu is probably a hard thing to achieve so often you do things and you just want to give up especially if it all looks a bit hopeless But the moral of the Zisu story is that even if things do look a bit bleak, there is still victory in trying. Of course, you'd be forgiven if it was something you're still yet to feel. Maybe you haven't needed to, or perhaps you've not found a thing worth fighting for. That's okay. You just haven't needed it yet. I'm pretty sure that I felt it. And from speaking to Claire and Hilary, I think the idea with Zisu is you just have to trust that it will show up for you. Because I reckon... We've all got a little bit of Finnish spirit inside of us, just raring to go. This was Getting Emotional, and that was Sisu. Incredible thanks to Dr Hilary Virtanen, who absolutely helped me out to find out a bit more about the Finnish history. And also, of course, thank you to Claire Balding for sharing that story with me as well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, thanks so much for listening. It does mean the world if you rate, review and follow it wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at GetEmotionalPod. Hopefully I'll see you there. Bye.